0: We are live, not at our normal time, but 11 a.m. Central Standard Time because LSU has made, or LSU is is looking to make, not officially yet per LSU, but being reported that LSU quarterbacks coach Joe Sloan, who was the interim co offensive coordinator along with wide receivers coach Cortez Hankton, will be the next quarterback. Offensive coordinators or co OCs for LSU. What do we think about it? We'll get, we'll dive into a lot of that here today. I know a lot of people will ask about the tight ends coach. Uh, we'll talk about that as well. 11 a.m. AYS live stream. You got to love it. Number one, 1000% 1, have to love it. I do have to ask a favor though. Your boy is feeling like trash right now. Uh uh I, I like I told you last night when kids go back to daycare it um 1000% affects um your boy. So, yes, a little bit under the weather, don't feel that great, but it doesn't matter because LSU is said to make Joe Salone and Cortez Hankton their next offensive coordinators or co-OCs. A lot of people pushing back on this kind of um surprised by it well i don't like the co-oc thing i see you all in the chat and i see you all in the comments we will touch on that georgia doesn't really have a problem with it do they because there's one big thing that people completely forget when it comes to brian kelly and when it comes to the offensive side of uh the football so we will talk a lot about that here today We'll touch a little bit on tight ends. A lot of people asking us to talk about the Saints OC thing. We'll see uh, as that progresses how that will go. But we will touch on it uh, a little bit here. Good to have you in here with us. Good to be live at 11 a.m. Thank you to our Lord for waking us up, even though I do feel like uh, a complete garbage. Uh, I see Rob says, Blake, you sick? Yes, I am. I am sick. I am not feeling well at all. But it doesn't matter. And Tommy says, Blake, you got that daycare flu. I do got the daycare flu. 1,000% um, have the daycare flu. Doesn't matter. We're going to keep it rolling. So let's do this. We, we really don't have a lot of time to waste. We got lots and lots and lots of things to talk about. Everybody do us a favor by hitting the like and share if you're on Facebook. Stop what you're doing right now. Hit that like button. Hit the share. Share to all those social media groups, those LSU groups on Facebook. Uh, share to your own social media pages. We greatly appreciate it every time that you guys do that for us. You're watching us, listening to us on YouTube. Like, subscribe, and notification bell. And wherever you're listening to podcast or re-listening to us on the podcast platform, do us a favor. Hit that little five-star button. Hit that little review button. Leave us a really kind review. We appreciate every time that you do that and you leave us a very kind review. Helps us uh, every single time that you do that uh, to continue to, to grow the show. So do us a favor and do that. So since we don't have a lot of to- our time to waste, we got lots to talk about, let's talk about our good friends over at betonline.ag. We're back in 30 seconds. Joe Sloan, Cortez Hankton, your next co-offensive coordinators. We talk about that next. Head on over to BetOnline today and use your mobile device to join and make your first sports bet. Use our promo code Believe50, that's Believe50, V five zero to receive your 50% off welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's BetOnline.ag, BetOnline.ag. We're back! All right, let's get this thing rolling. So in case you missed it or you've been at work, because obviously a lot of people work during the week, you might have missed it. LSU is expected to announce, per Matt Zenitz of 247, that Joe Sloan and Cortez Hankton will be promoted and have the interim tag taken off of their name in reference to the co-OC job. We have seen Joe Sloan and Cortez Hankton already Uh, In a game for LSU, in a bowl game, uh, against Wisconsin, call plays and and come up with a game plan on how they want to uh, 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 push this LSU offense and continue to make it even better. Now, it's going to be difficult because you don't have Jaden Daniels, but have the consistency and have the dominance that LSU has had really at times over the last two years under Brian Kelly on the offensive side of the ball. Look, I'm old enough to remember when Garrett Nussmeyer came in the half against Georgia, the second half against Georgia, and threw for 300 yards. I'm old enough to remember just, you know, less than a month ago, literally on New Year's Day, when a guy in, in Garrett Nussmeyer getting his first start uh, uh, threw for 395 and three touchdowns, w- literally won you the football game by leading your team down the field and getting you the score to get that 10th win. I also remember Cortez Hankton really pushing this wide receiver room, recruiting at a very high level, developing guys like Kyron Lacy, Malik Neighbors, Brian Thomas, taking their games to the next level. Oh, and by the way, I I would be remiss to say that Joe Sloan might have had a little thing to do about a guy that won the Heisman Trophy this year, even though Jaden did a lot of that on his own just working and completely taking his game to the next level but to think that a guy like joe sloan did not have a big hand in that is a little foolish but look i i've seen this and really why i um wanted to do a show earlier than uh, our 7 8 7 p.m show now we will be live at 7 p.m don't get that twisted but I see a lot of people asking the question, and I think it's a valid question. Why would you do COOCs? Well, number one, I think it needs to be understood that there are three main things to this. Number one, and something that gets lost, because a lot has gone and been lost this season because look you had a Heisman trophy winning quarterback your offense was very dynamic your offense was really good you underperformed in a 9 and 3 season when you probably should have been in the playoffs your defense couldn't help you enough to get you there but a lot of things got lost in reference to who Brian Kelly is as a coach i i, I will say this and will continue to say this to anybody that will listen because it's 1000% facts if you're going to call offenses at LSU under Brian Kelly, you're coming here to call his offense. When Mike Dimbrock was hired two years ago, Brian Kelly said, I wanted Mike to come here because he knows how to run my offense. Brian Kelly is an offensive-minded dude. He's an offensive-minded guy head coach. It's where he wants to be. He's always around the quarterbacks unless the defense is as bad as they were a year ago, then he will start moving around to make the team better. You come here to run what Brian Kelly in the game plan that Brian Kelly wants to run and how he wants to attack teams. Why that's been lost in any of this is really surprising to me. Now, one thing that also that I think got lost in this too is, is Brian Kelly has had a lot of success, tons of success in his career at promoting guys from within. You know, there's a guy at Vanderbilt who was one of the best and hottest names on the market in Clark Lee, Guys, he was promoted from within. Promoted from within. I, I just think that people look at this and ask themselves the question, why do you promote from within? Well, here's what I'll tell you now that this is pretty much coming to a head here. This, Cortez Hankton and Joe Sloan's not the only guys they talk to about the vacancy, but it made the most sense. You've seen it. And by the way, we'll talk about this in point number three. I, I think it's the right move. We've seen it. We've seen not only the play calling from these two guys and, and Joe Sloan being the the main dude that will call plays, but we've seen the development. We've seen the development. You know, it's crazy because you hire a guy like Blake Baker as your DC. And a lot of you asked the question, well, why didn't you just promote him as DC when Brian Kelly first got here? He went to Missouri and did it. Well, why wouldn't you take the same approach here? Now, there are questions around this promotion, maybe some to an effect of, well, they don't have a lot of experience in the SEC, and I'm with you with that. But to think that Brian Kelly will not have his hands involved in the offensive play calling of things is a little bit crazy. You know, BK has made the the joke, if you will, that all the the, the great offensive plays that are called – Uh, are his and all the bad ones aren't his mean to tell you in in a nonchalant way, we're going to do the game plan that I think is best to dominate this opponent. I, I, I don't mind it because I think that Brian Kelly, when it's all said and done, does not get the credit that he deserves for being the offensive mind that he is. Now, more on Joe Sloan and Cortez Hankton. Look, we've gone through this a lot in reference to their past and, and where they've been. I, I think that they're they're a really dynamic duo. I, I think that we have seen them work well together. I don't know if there will be a lot of friction. I, I highly doubt that there will be a lot of friction there. But you cannot afford to lose Joe Sloan and Cortez Hankton either. Let me tell you why. I don't think that you can be held hostage by recruits, meaning – I know that you have the number one quarterback in the country that is committed to you. The number one player in the country, actually, in Bryce Underwood. You have the number one wide receiver in the country, in DeCorian Moore, who committed on this show. You have the number one running back in the country in Harlem Barry that is also committed to LSU. You can't let having those guys be committed to your program not make you make the right moves. But Joe Sloan and Cortez Hank have shown us The three things that you want to see in a play caller that I was religiously asking for for a DC and you were too. number one, they were recruiting at a really high level. Some would say that they're recruiting that they are recruiting at an elite level. Number two, deep ties to the state. Look, Cortez Hankton is from here. He's recruiting and developing at a high level. But the, the thing that is the biggest thing for me, at least, Jane Daniels wins the Heisman. And I look at a guy like, I think Kyron Lacey for Cortez is the is the poster child of what he's been able to do with a young man. Yes, he Kyron has some drops here and there. But look at the Alabama game. Look at the big moments in Wisconsin when Kyron was the number one dude, what he was able to do and perform. Look at the leap that a guy like Brian Thomas had. Brian Thomas made the biggest leap, in my opinion, not named Jane Daniels on the entire team. So you have dudes that are developing at a high level and recruiting at even an elite level right now. But number three, we've seen them already, and they've had a test game, if you will, on what it's going to look like, them calling plays. The only thing, and I mean the only thing, that I worry, and it's not even really a worry right now the only thing that I question is you have you do have two guys that a quarterbacks coach and a wide receivers coach LSU is going to have to find a way to get better in the running game they only ran for 97 yards again against Wisconsin they're not going to be able to abandon the run now some of that was dictated to and against Wisconsin you were down 14 twice and were able to come back. Your defense is not was not really good at all all year. They were honestly the worst LSU defense that we'd ever seen. But here's another truth. I don't think you're going to be that bad on defense this year. I think mainly because Blake Baker is going to call plays and do things where you're not going to be as bad as you were, even though the personnel may not be where you want it at right now on January the 23rd, 2024, from a play calling aspect you're going to be better from a developmental spot defensively you're going to be better that's going to make your offense better because you're going to be able to get stops you're going to be able to get more cracks at it and be able to be you're not going to have to be so just like I, I want to say tense but like Jane Daniels this year guys every time that Jane Daniels stepped foot on an on a field this year for LSU. He had to be perfect. He had to be perfect. So I think that that tension gets taken off a little bit for a guy like Garrett Nussmeyer. Now, you'll face some really good offenses this year. I know a lot of you that make fun of USC, and we'll talk about this so much throughout the year before the game is even teed up and kicked off. The bottom line for me is, I think you're going to be better as a team all around because I think defensively you get better. So you have uh, two guys here that recruit at a high level, develop at a high level, and that we've seen be really good and effective at calling plays. Don't need to abandon the running game. I don't think that they will. But we'll see how this progresses. And here's the worst-case scenario for me. Hold on. I need to blow my – I'm about to sneeze, so hold on. All right, excuse me. The worst case scenario in promoting Joe Sloan and Cortez Hankton, like the worst thing that can happen is that Brian Kelly has to take over play calling. That, that that's the And he will do it from an offensive perspective. Even if he says he won't, he will. He won't do it defensively. He will offensively. But I think that they're going to be really good. I think that Cortez Hankton and Joe Sloan, are two guys that you could... I, 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 th- I could easily see the both of them being future head coaches. When you talk to people around the state of Louisiana about how they recruit, the, the, the connections that they have with guys. You know, I, I look on social media right now, and the entire northern part of the state, all of the northern part of the state, is legitimately... Praising the Joe Sloan elevation. So yeah, I do like it. Uh, we might have some breaking news here. An off season a huge change is coming to continue for Brian Kelly. Now. As UConn is hiring away one of them. all right, hold on. Yeah. Player personnel department. Okay. I thought we had some tight end news here. We do not. Um, We do not. Okay. We'll get to tight end in a minute. So I, I thought we had some breaking news. I'm just trying to stay on top of it as best uh, as we could. Best as we could. Look. Oh, and by the way, we need to answer a question because then I'll start fielding some of your questions. If you have thoughts, questions, concerns, or tell us what you think about it. The easiest way to do it, send in a super chat if you're on uh, if you're on YouTube. We we read and see all of those, but we'll try to get to some questions. I have seen a lot of you ask the question of, well, why do you do co OCs? Why do you do co coordinators? Does that even work? Well, yeah, I think it has worked. You know, it's it's crazy because I look at Georgia as an example. They have co defensive coordinators. Their head coach is a defensive minded dude. It's literally worked for them. Both of those co-coordinators, even now, Glenn Schumann and T-Rob are are, are elite recruiters. They have recruited at elite levels. And you see Kirby doing what he's done across college football from a defense perspective. Brian, it's just the opposite of LSU. Complete opposite. Who was Glenn Schumann to be promoted as the main play caller? Okay, for Georgia, like if Brian Kelly believes that Joe Sloan and Cortez Hankton are the two guys that can run this ship and make the offense continue to be as dominant as they had, guys, I got to be real with you. I don't think as an LSU fan right now, you can really question Brian Kelly on what he's doing on the offensive side of the ball. Like, I, I really can't. Now, can you have concerns and worries Sure, you can have concerns and worries, but to question them is a completely different thing. Guys, they have had – look, you can even look at 22 with Jane Daniels. Guys, there were a lot of times during that year that they had some dominant offensive performances. In year one under a head coach who had 39 scholarship players six months before they would play in Alabama at home and win in overtime. Against the reigning Heisman Trophy winner in Bryce Young. All I am saying is here, okay, I, I I don't worry about them. I don't worry about what you're doing on the offensive side of the ball. Defense has been the area and the place where things have not been successful. Now, you can point, well, Blake, what about 22 in the Auburn game? Okay, well, the very next week, they play a Florida team and go absolutely bananas against Billy Napier and the Gators. Yeah, they've had maybe some lackluster performances, but you're not there right now. Garrett Nussmeyer is a little bit further along than maybe some even expect. Look, Garrett has been a guy that has been molded the last two seasons by Brian Kelly and Joe Sloan. He's got a lot of things he's got to fix. And look, we've been out to practice many times, and Joe Sloan is all over Garrett Nussmeyer, coaching him hard, making sure that this moment that he's ready for, that he's prepared for. Joe Sloan's done the same thing. And look, we talked about this after the bowl game. The LSU easily, easily against Wisconsin, down 14 points twice in that game, could have panicked and gotten rattled. But both of your co-OCs weren't concerned and weren't rattled and were able to perform it and make LSU make a push to come back you had somewhat of a little bit of a legacy drive to some extent for Garrett Nussmeyer in the passing of the torch from Jane Daniels to Garrett in that 90 plus yard drive to win the bowl game it could have been easy for a young play caller like Joe Sloan to get a little bit rattled the moment could have been a little bit too big for him because He's got the LSU on his chest. It wasn't. It wasn't. So if you're going to ask me, well, Blake, does co-OCs work? Does co-DCs work? Two of the last three national title winners literally does it on the defensive side of the ball. I think both of, I think Cortez, Joe Sloan, and Brian Kelly will work together well enough not even well enough. I think they'll be really good at what they do. That's not even everything because we've been if you're on the forum, if you're on our message board, look, we're trying to build a massive community there. If you want to join, we welcome everybody. ayssnetwork.com/forum. We've talked about a guy like slay nagel who is the two-lane offensive coordinator. Guys, they're gonna have a. There's a difference in the hiring of dudes under Brian Kelly, than Les Miles and Ed Ron. You kind of got to get out of that mindset. We're not hiring first-time play callers. You got lucky with with Joe Brady. If you're Ed, you, you got lucky. I'm legitimately got lucky. This staff as a whole. Okay, I, I, I think that you could make the argument, maybe right under Georgia, maybe. I think this is the best, probably the best staff in the SEC by far. By far, one of the best, if not the best staff in the SEC. Specifically, even to from a recruiting aspect. Now, here's what I'm going to tell you. Guys, I apologize. I just don't, uh, not feeling well. Here's what I'll tell you too. LSU tweeted out yesterday, or, I mean, technically it's from LSU. They're the link to their Bayou Traditions. Look, man, I, I I have no affiliation with Bayou Traditions. I'm not paid. I'm not. I wasn't asked. I none of this. So when I'm what I'm about to tell you is strictly because I know how this works. Mainly because, and some of my personal friends will tell you, we're in this hours on top of hours on top of hours all day long, specifically when it comes to recruiting. Guys, it's not where I want college football to go, but you're going to have to, right now, for the immediate future, when they send out a link... Go, go help out. Uh, send $10. Send 50 bucks a month. I, I know that LSU should not be having to ask you to do that. The sad truth is, is that they have to. So, with guys like Joe Sloan, I mean, here's another thing, too. Even along the recruiting aspect of it. Look, Brian Kelly, okay, in my opinion, has surrounded himself now with elite recruiters is what he needs. Look, the next 2 years in this state and the next two recruiting cycles for LSU, guys has the, has the potential to be up in the upper echelon with what you used to historically see with Alabama and what you're seeing right now with Georgia. Guys, in 2026 as an example, three of the top 5 recruits are in the state of Louisiana. You have 3 of the top 15 recruits in the country already committed in 2025. Where LSU is going right now in recruiting is on a different level and a different wavelength. They got to close. They got to finish. There's a lot of things that they have to do. Kevin Peoples just locked down from Missouri, the number one recruit in the country. So, yeah, I think that they're doing things at a really, really good rate. You really and truly, I'm going to be real with you, I don't know if you had a choice. I don't think you had a choice but offensively to do what you just did. Because you can't let elite recruiters walk out the door. And guys that have history of calling plays. And here's another thing, too. I'll I'll tell you a little – let's pull the curtain back on one thing. Because Joe Sloan will get a lot of the credit. He should. 1,000% thousand percent should but tell you what I know for a fact the the design of the passing game guys Cortez hankton does not get the credit that he deserves he he just doesn't I like Cortez a lot as a coach I mean he has been in a place where and in and, in and, and the NFL even, Because he's been on the upper echelon of college football in the NFL and in the NFL. He has developed that room that is extremely talented, extremely talented, and got them to areas that, quite honestly, I don't know if we all fully expect. Because remember when Cortez was hired, Georgia fans told us, Uh, That Cortez Hankton is going to miss on a lot of things? No, you're missing at Georgia because, look, Georgia does not fit the style of guys like Malik Neighbors on why they would want to go there. They just don't. Now, let's look a little bit into 2024, okay, with now these guys, you know, not official yet, but these two guys calling plays. 2024, I do think, has the potential to where, look, man, on the offensive side of the ball, at least, with Sloan and Hankton being promoted, four of your five offensive linemen return. You got Garrett Dellinger and Miles Frazier returning. You got the two, arguably two of the best tackles in the SEC and Will Campbell and Emory Jones. Okay, you have a guy in DJ Chester who has had to come into games, the young freshman, the young bull, who has made, made right uh, protection calls, has looked really good at center. On the offensive line and the offensive side of things, you've looked really good along your offensive line. Wide receiver, you're still recruiting at a, a very damn good level. And by the way, this upcoming year, you have two kids, the number one receiver in the country. And basically, Cortez just went and shook, you know, went to New Orleans and said, hey, man. I see a lot of great wide receivers that are in the say Louisiana. Let's go get them. Let's go get them. Offensively, guys, you're 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 gonna start seeing some highly consistent things even going into 2024. Now, you're gonna take a step back. There in my there's no way I'm not gonna say there's no way. I don't think that you're gonna replicate what you just did. This past season, because of Jaden Daniels, it's not going to look the same. You're going to have to call. You're going to have to have a philosophy change because Garrett Nussmeyer, God bless his soul, is not does not have the ability in the SEC or anywhere for that matter to take the football and run for 85 yards in a touchdown. He's not going to do that. But I look at the young bulls that you have in that running back room: Caleb Jackson, Trey Holly, Caden Durham. You got Josh Williams, the, the the veteran, that returns. You got ha- Harlem Barry coming in or already committed. What does, what does James Simon do from Calvary Baptist? I, I, I just don't have the worries on them offensively. The only worries that I have is what they're doing on the defensive side of the football. And they have pretty much answered a lot of questions for me because I know what Bo Davis is going to bring you. I know what Kevin Peoples is going to bring you. I've seen Blake Baker work at LSU and have the captain and leader of your team and Damone Clark talk glowingly about Blake Baker. Corey Raymond is, and Jake Olson, or you know, there's a reason that Corey gets a, a third-year team option. Let's see what they can do at safety. But as we talked about with Carter last night, as much success as Blake Baker has. Jake Olsen uh, if Blake Baker has success so will Jake Olsen so will Jake Olsen so we'll see how it all goes all right fire in your questions thoughts concerns we'll get to as many of them as we can i am sorry that i sound so awful um daycare freaking daycares By the way, I'm about to go in a little soapbox. Just be ready. Uh, Daycares might be the biggest racket of all time. I know how much money I spend in daycares every year. Or every, every month. I know how much money that I spend. It is the biggest racket known to man. The biggest racket. I can't believe... People can make that much money from watching three year olds. Uh, I it, it, it's it's crazy. James on Facebook says no matter what his title was, Joe Brady was a co uh, was the co coordinator. Yeah, and I'm not, I wasn't going to go there because I hate. Look, and, and James, you're right. Okay, so James is right. We had pretty much co coordinators in 2019 with Steve Insminger and Joe Brady. I don't like always comparing things to the LSU in 2019. I, I for a lot of for a lot of me, I think we needed to move past that because Joe Burrow's not walking through that door. You know, I, even though I think that you have some young dudes at wide receiver that could play and be like a Justin Jefferson or Jamar Chase. Guys, those are two arguably the best wide receivers that have ever played here much less... I mean, and look, Malik Neighbors just broke the LSU record. I, I, I get what you're saying. I don't disagree. I just don't... I don't want to be the dude that always compares everything to 2019. There, uh, The difference too, Brian Kelly is an offensive-minded guy. An offensive-minded dude. And as we talked about earlier, this is his offense. You're going to run what philosophy wise what he's telling you to run that's how this is going to work anybody that tells you anything differently quite honestly especially if they're on a show like this or anywhere else you need to I'm not even going to go there don't listen to that because they do not understand football they they just don't I I mean look man there's a reason you come here They, they don't if you think that that's not the case, look, man, you got three play, co- You're well, potentially, you're going to have four dudes that you're, you would be okay with calling plays. Some of them more than okay. If Brian Kelly wanted to get a play sheet and start calling plays, he can do it. And not only can he do it, we, look, we saw it at Cincinnati. Shit, we saw it at, at Notre Dame. When Brian Kelly called plays at Notre Dame, it was the best off. Here's here's something that's never been brought up. Why it's never been brought up, I don't know. But I went and looked this up the other night. Uh, I think we talked about this to some degree. Brian Kelly's best offense that he ever had at Notre Dame. Do you want to know who the, play, the actual play caller was? Because I can tell you who it is. You know who it is. It's him. From a statistical standpoint, the best play caller at Notre Dame in his tenure was himself, <laughs> and it's not remotely close. You know, know who the second best was? It was Mike Dimbrock Literally one and two. So again, I I I, I, I just I, I have no worries. And why you know why you would? I don't know. O.G. Gary says thoughts. On not getting any of the Bama players from the portal, we talked about that last night. Um, You can go look at that. I, I, I mean, look, you had Corey's camp. I'll just say this: you had Corey's camp out there pushing that they were going after Grimsley. So, did he miss, or did he not come back, or did you just did you miss, or did you not want him? Because Corey just being hired, you'll be like, oh, they didn't really want him. Okay, that's cool. You literally got Corey's camp out there running around on social media saying we wanted we wanted the Grimsley kid from from Florida. Okay, oh, cool. Meanwhile, a kid in Texas who Bo Davis recruited to go to Texas leaves Texas and goes to Florida. And nothing came from the LSU side that they were even going after him. Nothing. Bo Davis went to the state of Texas and started snapping necks and cashing checks. It's the freaking Catalina Wine Mixer. Look, what LSU right now, the staff that Brian Kelly has assembled, we're seeing them already in recruiting. They're out there snapping necks and cashing checks. It's the Bayou Catalina Wine Mixer. That's it. I don't Maybe some of you have not seen that movie. Maybe you guys need to go watch Step Brothers. It is the Bayou version of the Catalina wine mixer from LSU from a recruiting standpoint. Go to 2025's recruiting class. LSU is in line for again under Bo Davis. Really, really, really good offensive linemen. <laughs> they might clean up clean up along the offensive line again. The biggest thing that I, I'm gonna do in spring, I wanna go see Brad Davis versus Bo Davis. Brad Davis offensive line versus Bo Davis defensive line. Let's get after it. Look, because we have we have the chance here. We have the chance here to take what's ours. You gotta take look, Georgia and Texas are gonna be big time competitors here in the SEC from the way that they're recruiting. Go take what's yours. Go take what's yours. Our buddy Paul says, Robitussin, Blake coming in hot. Yeah. Look at this. Y'all come look at this. Y'all come look at this. Ann Marshall from the Golden Boot Podcast says, um, but we could have had Tommy Reese. <laughs> His name on Twitter is Petty Murphy. That man being Petty. And also says that Rafino looking like Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Is my nose really that red? Can y'all tell? Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Uh, Josh says, I think with the promotion of co-offensive coordinators, I think there's going to be a competition for both Joe Sloan and Blake Baker to push each other to get better in spring practice. 1,000 percent, 1,000 percent. I, I you look, man, you have some young bulls uh, in this coaching staff with some veteran guys. I, I, I just think that you you've really done well. Look, so as a complete step, now, tight end-wise, I would not be surprised if Slade Nagel is the guy. Um, But, yeah. But, yeah. So, look, a couple of updates here. Uh, LSU's Mike Ferreira... Is reportedly headed to join Indiana staff as the re- director of player personnel. Um, yeah, I, I mean, look, I uh, I like Mike. It's a big. It's 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 a loss. So breaking news here, per John Bryce, um, Mike Ferrera is going to be heading to Indiana as a player uh, personnel director. I like Mike. Um, I think that there's a guy inside that building right now that LSU should be promoting and paying more because of what he's doing in recruiting. I, I, I'm just being honest. Uh, I'm going to leave it there. But there, let me just say this. There's a reason that recruits and players are always tagging one guy that's on an off-field role. So, so yeah, Chris H says Blake's nose is red as mine was in the nineties. Chris, you were, you were on that white powder, the magic dragon, the, the Colombian salt, um, the Colombian sugar, maybe the, uh, 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 puff of the magic dragon. Uh, Paul Sub Martin says Cagnetti K- is not fooling around since being hired in Indiana. He is not. He 100% is not. It's a good hire. Mike's a really good hire, specifically for player uh, personnel. Um, yeah. Yeah. I-, I mean, look, man. Uh, Bruce Feldman now reporting, too. LSU is expected to promote uh, quarterbacks coach Joe Sloan and Cortez Hankins co ocs Thank you, Bruce. You're, you're five hours late. <laughs> um, yes, Rob, that's who it is. The powdered sugar? Yeah, the powdered sugar, man. Don't let that powdered sugar uh, get you where the good Lord split you. Let me just say this, too, before we start wrapping up here. We will be live, back live at 7. At least you got a big weekend, or a big week, specifically Thursday. Um, Would not be shocked if Slade Nagel's your tight ends coach. Haven't heard anything to confirm that, though. Nothing to confirm it completely. Um, Just would not shock me. Would not shock me in the slightest. Slade Nagel's a guy that I think could come here and transform a guy like Camorian Pimpton, do some good things for a guy like Mason Taylor, what can he do with a guy like Trade-Ass Green? And a former play caller. A former play caller that, look, man, had an 11-win Ole Miss team on the ropes with a backup quarterback. Like, guys, Tulane almost beat Ole Miss this year with a backup quarterback. That was not Michael Pratt. So, having him as your tight ends coach, guys, you're getting play callers as your position coaches. I I, I mean – overall just overall as a whole now with with Sloan and Hankton being your co-OCs I don't know if really Brian Kelly could have done a better job than what he's done in in putting this staff together now you got to develop at a at a great level you got some young players that you got to develop you got some young guys that you think that could be potential first round picks you got to help them get there play calling defensively is going to be so much better and I think recruiting as a whole, as an entire whole, is going to be so much better. I mean, guys, LSU sitting at number one, the number one uh, uh, team in recruiting right now for, uh, in 2025 rankings for a reason. This stupid-ass cold, man stupid ass cold All right, will fill some more of your questions uh gorilla says blake hey man how's greg brooks doing i do not i do not know unfortunately i do not know the last i was told that he it was that he was not doing great um The last I was told that was probably around Christmas. Um I was told he was not doing he was not doing great. Um, but I I just something I heard. I I I do not know. I do not know. Uh Scooby says that's not Pot working on a brother. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. Uh Saints fan nine two seven four says what about Terry Bussey? Um Here's what I'll tell you, Saints fan. I'll give you a little bit, but not going to give you everything. Uh, we put a little write-up up on our forum, AYSSNetwork.com slash forum. Sign up. Guys, you can't even get a cup of coffee these days. for, and, and you have a month, an entire month, for some of the stuff that we're throwing in here. Um, here's what I'll tell you on Terry Bussey. He's going to come in here, I think, around the 25th. Um, maybe I I forget the dates, but it's, it's on our message board. Um, here, I'll pull it up right now. Hold on. Hold on. Let's see here. Let Let me get to it. I'm looking for the date again. Hold on. Yeah, last week in January. Um, here's what I'll say. LSU has um continue to recruit him at a very tough at a very high level. Um I think it's never more important to finish meaning be second for a guy in today's college football because of the portal. Um, I think Georgia is making a little bit of a push that nobody's really talking about. Maybe to some extent they are. He's a Texas A&M commit. I think LSU's got one final shot here. One final shot to get him in this class. Can they do it? Can they do it? Now that they have a competent defensive staff, can they do it? With the play that you had at safety these last two years, not named Jay Ward, I think the kid could come in and play right away, honestly. Uh Dead Eye Jed says in Slinger and Joe Brady worked. Yeah, they worked. Yeah, they worked. So look, a lot of places, a lot of teams have had co co coordinators, and it's worked. I, I mean, truthfully, guys, let me look up let me look this up right quick. If I'm not mistaken. If I'm not mistaken, uh, um, literally Michigan just did it. Yeah, literally Michigan just did, just did it. Uh, Jesse Mentors their defensive coordinator, and Steve uh, Klinskale is their is their co DC. Where's Jerome Moore? I mean, guys, quite honestly, come on. Jay Harbaugh coaches safeties. I didn't know that. I did not know that. How about that? I mean, the nat- the three last national champions has had co-coordinators. Uh, Wade McBride says, wasn't in a co-OC at Georgia? I don't I, I don't know that. I don't, I don't remember that. Um, I don't remember that. But you've had a lot of – I mean, last three national title winners, man, have co-coordinators co, uh, on one side of the ball. Historically, the, I mean, they just do. And, and look, I mean, Harbaugh, as an example, had more hands-on with the play calling, but Sharon Moore called plays. I mean, guy that was promoted – I mean, come on, dude. It's all about personnel sometimes, too, and how you've developed and recruited guys. Guys, the the truth is, if you can – here's the last thing I'm going to say before we get out of here. If LSU can develop at a higher level, especially defensively, you're going to be in the playoff. Now, they got to do some things along the defensive line, but that's about it. That's about it. Okay. We'll be back live at 7. We'll see y'all then. Hopefully, some of this congestion goes away. Probably won't, but just in case, I hope that it does. Regardless, we'll see y'all at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. We'll talk more about this. We'll, we'll guess it up a little bit, too. Big week for LSU. Massive week for LSU, specifically the Lady Tigers uh, on Thursday. We'll talk about that tonight, too. We'll see y'all soon. Peace.